This is the Boxing Betting Show with Tom Craze. Hello and welcome to the Boxing Betting Show. My name is Tom Craze and we're back this week on one of the biggest fight weekends of the year. Uh, Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin part three. To talk us through the odds and give his um, big fight analysis, I welcome back a return guest to the show um, who was last, um, I had a look through the the kind of the archives earlier, uh, last joined us in late 2020 to have a look at uh, Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia. Uh, his name is Adam Abramowitz. He runs a, an always insightful blog, um, Saturday Night Boxing, and is probably Boxing Twitter's one of kind of longest uh, longest running pundits shall we say but he's a, he's an excellent follower adam how are you doing good thanks for having me tom i i appreciate it well, welcome back um adam we will touch on one other fight at the end of the show um but obviously our focus is on the main event here um huge fight t-mobile arena from las vegas i think the interesting thing about this fight and i'm there's so much history and, and kind of context that we don't have to retread that other right. podcast and so on have done that. And we're going to obviously focus a little bit more on the, on the odds. But what strikes me about this from a betting point of view is that when you have, when you have a rematch and rematches aren't that common full stop in boxing, you only have the one fight to look back on and say, okay, well, I think the second fight might go like this because the first one, first fight went like this, or I saw some vulnerabilities right. or strengths that could be exploited next time. The much rarer circumstances when you have a trilogy and you have two kind of bodies of work to look back on. The interesting thing about Canelo Golovkin is that both fights actually looked pretty similar, number one and number two, albeit with a slightly different outcome, um, at least on the official scorecards. How did you see those first two fights, Adam? And so what was, I, your, uh, what was your scorecards? I didn't think they were similar in terms of the action. I thought the way the fights played out were very different. I thought the competitiveness, there was some similarities, you know, in terms of I had the first fight 8-4 for Golovkin in a fight, which I think happens to be very easy to score. I, I think uh, most would agree with that as well, wouldn't they? The second fight, I had 7-5 Golovkin in a fight where I believe it could have been 7-5 either way or a draw. Yeah. So the first fight was very much... Um, Golovkin on his front foot, stalking, pushing Canelo back. Canelo countering off the ropes quite a bit. Uh, the 12th round, Canelo really comes out of his shell and, and, and lands some of his best stuff in the fight. The second fight is very much two guys going at it in the middle of the ring, you know, taking turns, leading and countering and boxing and slugging. So I think the two fights are very different in terms of what it might look like. But what is clear is that we had 24 very competitive rounds of boxing between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 it's funny. I thought you were going to go a different way because I thought, I thought fight one and fight two in terms of where the, the, the action was contested was very different. I thought those two fights were very different. It's interesting. You mentioned the scorecards there because I've got, um, I've got this app on my phone, boxing scores, which I don't do as much as I used to, but you know, keep the, uh, your live score. Uh, Canelo Golovkin, uh, yeah, Canelo Golovkin won, won 16-12 Golovkin, and Canelo Golovkin 2, 115-113 Golovkin, which is exactly what you said, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had no issue with Canelo winning the second fight at all. Um, 
partly because I had money uh, on Canelo that night. I, uh, I dutched the split decision, the majority decision, and the okay. draw. And the the first fight, I won on the draw, but I dutched a split decision, majority decision for either. Second fight, I figured Canelo's going to get it. So I just, I stuck with that, but had the smaller payout on the on the split. So although, oh, sorry, the majority. Um, so although he won, I I scored it for Golovkin. There, there is a school of thought, Adam, that says this is going to be even more kind of stand and trade. There's a lot of animosity between the two, which I think is fairly legit. Um, if you listen to the kind of promo hype, this is the fight that they will come firing out the the kind of, uh, the the last chance to kind of settle the score. Do you, do you see it playing out like that, or do you think in a fight of this kind of magnitude and at this kind of technical level, it will almost revert to to type a little bit more? It's a great question. Um, I think maybe a little bit of that. Uh, you know, I wrote a preview article on my website, and uh, I thought the essential question in breaking down this fight is what kind of style is Canelo going to use? So. Is it going to be the style where he was in um, the first, uh, the first, let's say the, the the first two Golovkin fights where he's very much countering active, you know, whatever Golovkin throws, he's trying to match him. He's trying to, you know, you know, hit him with power shots, throwing combinations, or are we going to see the Canelo who was in super middleweight division, who was just a one punch at a time, walk down fighter. And I think that's going to determine very much because I think even at 40, I think Golovkin's chin is good enough to hold up. Yeah. So if Canelo thinks he's just going to wing a big shot and get a knockout, that would really surprise me. So maybe he does. But I, I think we're going to see a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B because I don't know if Canelo has the stamina or fight style to match how he used to fight in like the second fight, you know, which was literally wall to wall, you know, mm. standing and trading, going at it. I'm not sure he's that fighter anymore, but I don't think if he, if he's just going to wait to throw a big shot, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, Golovkin will love that, you know? So I, I think, um, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think it's just going to be an all out brawl, uh, but I don't think it's just going to be, you know, Canelo posing either. I think they'll be, I think they'll be somewhere in the middle there. And I saw an interesting um, uh, interview early in the week. I think it was Rob Tebbett, um, obviously a friend of the show, who said that there is an argument here that we've seen the best of Canelo already as well. Obviously, right. we accept that Golovkin has seen better days at sure. 40. Um, what do you make of that? Do, do you think that kind of Canelo is 50? Odd fights into his career. I, I wrote back to Rob. I think it's worth considering. You know, mm -hmm. um, if you look at the style now, the style uh, that he's been fighting recently has been reducing volume. You know, reducing. Uh, you know, he's not in wars. You know anymore. He's he's so obviously there's an adaptation. The question is why? Is it because he believes in his power that much more? Is it because he? He knows how to set people up or is it just he lacks the endurance and the agility um i don't know if you saw the interview he said this week canelo that he was tired during the bivol fight mm. you know that that was part of the reason why he lost was in and 
you know, Bivol set a good pace in that fight, but I don't think it was anything crazy. You know, it wasn't like Bivol was throwing a hundred punches around. No, no. You know, so I think there's something to what Rob said. We don't know how much, you know, the, the, the lesson learned is, is, and I think people talk about peak, you know, fighters peak, you know, and, but they think as soon as a fighter is not in his peak, he can't be great anymore. Right. And that's certainly not true. I mean, all you need to look at that is how the Mayweather fight went against Canelo, where Mayweather is not in his quote unquote physical peak and yet puts forward one of his best efforts in the ring. So I think, I think what Rob said has some truth to it, but that also doesn't mean that we'll never see a great night from Canelo or that he can't be great again, you know, because, you know, the, the mind and, is very sharp still, you know, he's still learning. He's still incorporating new elements. So good point, Rob, let's put a note in it, but like, <laughs> you know, let's not bring out the, the trumpets to play taps just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the other big um, kind of factor that we'll mention before I kind of move on to the odds is the, is the weight. Um, obviously Golovkin fighting above middleweight for the first time. Um, Canelo moving back down, coming off a loss at light heavy. But as you say, I don't personally read too much stock into the fact of losing to an elite light heavy in, in Bivol really affects how good a super heavy he is um, when he's not kind of pushing himself to the limit. In terms of Golovkin, though, do you think that it's a, a, a positive for Golovkin betters or potentially a negative that he is moving up? I think there's an argument that, you know, he's 40, he... It, he doesn't have to worry about necessarily being tight at the weight anymore. I don't necessarily think he was, um, but he, will he carry that power back up? Um, and I, I think the other thing as well is that when you look at the guys Canelo beat going up to super middle, and this is a point I was thinking about this morning, would you really have picked, say, Billy Joe Saunders or certainly not Avery, Avery uh, Yildrim or Caleb Plant over Golovkin at 168 at any point in the past three, four, five years? Well, um, I have two kind of questions in there. The first thing is I think marginally it should help Golovkin moving up to 168, yeah. especially from a punch resistance scenario. I think that is, he'll probably take the shots a little better. He has more weight on him. You know, people are concerned about how he can take punches to the body. So that's something I think if he's a little healthier, uh, he didn't have to dry himself out to make weight. I think that's a big deal. Um, in terms of could Golovkin have, would he have lost to any of those guys at 168? Well, Billy Joe Saunders certainly didn't want him when he had the chance many years ago. Right. Um, uh, you know, Callum Smith would have been a firefight, which I would have liked Golovkin. That would have been a fun fight. Caleb Plant, you know, would have done the same thing that he did to Canelo and tried to backfoot Golovkin. Now, you know, how successful he would have been or not is up to, you know, that's what he would have done. The question mm -hmm. is, would Golovkin have caught him, you know, like Canelo did? And, you know, you could say yes or no, but it's the same. That's the same fight that would have been, you know, it's not like there would have, we would have seen anything different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I, you know, the Callum Smith fight would have been a lot of fun, actually, at 168 between Golovkin, thinking about it. It's just a really good it's, Yeah, interesting fight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but, yeah, I think I think marginally the, the weight will probably help him take punches. Okay. Um, now, obviously, 
we're, we're kind of both in agreement that there is a good argument that Golovkin won the, the first fight. Looking at the odds, um, Canelo opened for this fight at uh, minus 400. So one to four or four to one on rather, um, two to nine as well. So that's an 80 to 82% win chance respectively. Um, didn't last very long though. And the story of the betting in the run up to this fight has been all of the money on Canelo effectively. Uh, the best price, the very best price now you're going to get on Canelo is um, five to one on, 83%. Um, but some firms now going up to uh, anything up to one to seven. Uh, so 88% um, implied win probability on Canelo. Now, that puts Golovkin, he, at the start, he was around three to one. He's kind of gone past four to one. Uh, I saw one foot earlier today. Um, going five to one, Golovkin. I think he's going to be a general price of about fours come out of the opening bell tomorrow. That's a really, really big swing in the odds, particularly given that Golovkin was the slight favourite for both of the first two fights. What's your reaction to those odds, Adam? And do you think they've, do you think it's about right or do you think they've gone a bit too, too far? Tom, just because I know you've looked into this, what did, um, what were the final odds with Bevel against Canelo? What did, how did, where was Bevel at right before the fight went off? Alvarez against Bivol. It's about yeah, about one to three, ended about one to four, four on. So it was similar to the opening price here against right. Golovkin. Um, but right. obviously he's gone further since. So the the history with Canelo and betting is if you remember, I think, you know, going back to that Mayweather fight, I think Canelo was a less than two to one underdog by the time that fight ended. You know, it's probably like the best odds you're ever going to get for a Floyd Mayweather fight. You know, for those who like Floyd, they love that, that option. He gets a ridiculous amount of money bet on him in every fight. You know, it doesn't matter where they seem to set the odds. It always goes in his direction. So the, the question is less about, I think we're at the point now where if someone's interested in Golovkin, you know, for any reason, um, you know, it's attractive. You know, it's just at a certain point, you know, with a guy who hits hard and has been competitive, it's attractive. You know, the, the, the questions are, is he ever going to get a fair shake with the judges? You know, um, we've seen what's happened in lots of Canelo fights. Even in the Beevil fight, he somehow walks out with five rounds in that fight one, uh, even though he certainly didn't deserve that. So, you know, you're probably looking at, I mean, I'm, I don't want to talk about conspiracies, but you're probably looking at a fighter who's down two, two rounds, you know, in terms of if you look at the history. And so then you're like, well, can Golovkin, can Golovkin win by knockout? You know, do we see anything there that says, well, he can knock him out? So then you start getting into, you know, the point, the point is this. It's like, do you, if, you believe, if you believe boxing is a legitimate sport with legitimate... <laughs> judges you know this is an attractive price on Golovkin you know if, if that if you think if, if you think Golovkin can get a fair shake and you know you believe in his talent even at this age and he showed some decent things in his last fight uh against Murata even though he was hurt early yeah I mean, he showed some real power and nobody's hurt Murata like that I it's mean, good win, some, wasn't it yeah he had some yeah. ferocious punches at the end of that fight so I guess that's the question Tom if you like Golovkin, you're four to one, you know, five to one. Like, what more do you need? You know, it's like if you, yeah. there's there's really nothing more to get off the fence, considering uh, of where he was in their first two fights. Now, the argument with any Canelo fight is always 
well, he is he going to get the if it goes the distance, what are the cars going to look like? And the same conversation was obviously kind of swirling around before the Bivol fight. Right. I don't think many people expected him to win quite as wide as he did. I know there was one card that made it pretty close, um, but in reality, I, I scored it quite. Well, I say in reality as if I'm the gospel of scoring there, but it's difficult to see Golovkin winning kind of a, an eight four nine three kind of fight here, which might be what he needs, right? Yeah, I, I, that's a great point, you know, and that, and that is, I thought Bivol won nine rounds. He winds up getting seven on the score, you know, from mm-hmm. the judges. I think it was 115-113 pretty much throughout. Um, again, I don't want to get too far into that because, you know, we've seen crazy stuff in boxing where sometimes the fights are scored barely. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I, don't want to overly, I don't want to overly rethink that. Like, listen, the second Canelo fight, I had no issues with those scores. You had two 115 Klufkin GGG fights. You had you had two 115 113s for him and one draw scorecard. And I thought all three of those were appropriate. And mm. if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe two of those judges are doing this fight. Yeah. So I think we can sometimes psych ourselves out and say, oh, he's never going to get a fair shot. But it's a factor. It's a factor that he's going to have to win and probably win decisively. Uh, against Canelo in Las Vegas. So question is, can he win eight rounds? Can he win nine rounds? Can he win seven and get a fair shake? It's possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a really nice um, kind of going into the weekend, reading some preview pieces. There was a, a, a really nice piece on um, badlefthook.com um, written by John Hansen, and he put it very succinctly, which I'm going to read out before we move on. Um, he said, I've never seen Gennady Golovkin lose a fight to Canelo Alvarez before. Um, age and odds makers be damned. I'm not going to sell the old man short this time, um, which I thought was quite a nice way of putting it, um, considering what we have seen. Uh, and I, I totally agree. I think that there is an argument that Golovkin is value here. And certainly yeah. looking at the past fights doesn't really match up with the, the price you're seeing here. Um, so I think the kind of the belief that Canelo will get the decision is certainly um, pinned into the into the price here. But it's Agreed. it's probably been pushed too far by just the Agreed. sheer weight of money, yeah. Um, one, can I put in one quick point about that, Tom? Because I, I, don't, I don't think we've really addressed, you know, Golovkin in terms of how he can win rounds. Yeah. So sure. especially if Canelo is in this scenario where he's just looking to land a punch, you know Golovkin is going to stay busy with his jab, He's going to keep throwing volume. You know, he's going to land with his right hand. And so the, the thesis about how Golovkin wins, especially in this fight, is if Alvarez is no longer busy and is just looking to knock him out. Golovkin can win all of those rounds mm. that he's not hit with anything big because his jab is just going to keep, you know, keep him in the fight. His jab is going to continue to land, and it's a good jab. It's a hard jab. So that's... That's the formula, whereas if Alvarez can't match Golovkin's volume or isn't interested in that type of fight anymore, Golovkin can pick up some rounds. I mean, that that's so that's what people need to look at. It's like, oh, Golovkin has no shot. Well, there's actually a way he can win rounds in this fight, especially given Alvarez's performances in his last few fights. Yeah, and I've been quite timely. You said uh, we haven't addressed how he's going to win. I was, I was just about to move on to that um, in the, the method of victory market. So uh golovkin we'll start with golovkin um so 15 to 2 which is plus 750 
uh, that he wins a decision. Uh, it's plus 900 best price that he stops Canelo. I think the stoppage is hard to see um, from my viewpoint because of how good these guys' chins are and maybe the kind of the age slip for Golovkin might be the factor in that if Canelo were to get one. Um, Canelo by decision, as you might expect, is the favoured outcome, uh, 11 to 10, so plus 110, um, just less than... Uh, 50% implied, um, just odds, slight odds against, and um, nearly two to one on the Canelo stoppage, nine to five best price on that at the moment. Do you think that's pitched about right? Do you think that the most likely outcome is the Canelo decision? And and if not, where would you where would you have it? I don't I don't think I mean I think eleven to ten is a nice place to be for a Canelo decision. Yeah, I mean that yeah. is not if you want a somewhere to bet. I mean that's not a I've never seen Golovkin dropped. Uh, I've seen him stunned a little bit. Uh, I've seen him in against big punchers. Murata was a really big puncher. Canelo's a good puncher. He took Canelo's best shots. He's older now. I think that 11 to 10 is not a bad place to hang out. How about you? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said that. I um, I wrote an article earlier this week, um, a, a betting preview, and I picked the same. It's not the most imaginative bet um but i think odds against it's a really good one i think if you're saying is there a better than 50 percent chance that he wins a decision i would say yes um yeah. i think if you're I, I mentioned in the first two fights the split and majority route um that i kind of looked at or, or took in the first couple of fights for anyone looking for big prices and again you're you're kind of putting a lot of stock in this playing out in a, a vaguely similar way to the first two fights. You've got a Canelo unanimous decision, minus 150, so six to four, uh, which is 40% implied. Uh, split decision, nine to one, uh, so 10% chance that, uh, that is uh, suggesting. And a majority decision, sorry, majority decision rather, um, 16 to one, um, so 6%. That's all for Canelo. Uh, Golovkin, you're looking at 18 to one for the split. 33 to 1 for the majority and about 20, 20 to 1 plus for the draw. So there's some big prices out there. Um, would any of those tempt you away from the, the kind of the more solid play on the uh, Canelo decision of any kind? I don't think so for this fight, to be honest. And I and I love and I love that. I mean, thing is this: we've seen 24 rounds where neither guy has gone down and had taken some enormous punches. So you know, that leads me to believe we're going to go 12 rounds in this fight. Now, it doesn't always happen. We remember what happened with Marquez and Pacquiao in the fourth fight. You know, that fight did not make it, you know, to the distance after they had three that won 12 rounds. So the past is not necessarily a predictor of the future. We know nope. that. But I think these guys have taken it all. And so we're looking at the decisions. Canelo's going to have the crowd. Um yeah, honestly, I, I, I think it's not, it's for me, that's a very good, pro, like, I don't, I don't do it. I, I think the Canelo by decision there is a very good price. Honestly, I'm, I'm mm. amazed. It's that, I, you know what I'm saying? Like if it would have been, you know, much wider, I, I, I would have expected that to have been a little wider. Let's put it that way. I, I think okay. 11 to 10 on that is, is really, I think there's good value there. Okay. Um, one other market that caught my eye before we move on to the next fight we're going to discuss was the uh, distance 
market. And I think this probably ties in very much with what you just said. Um, the fight to go the distance, uh, yes, is odds on, um, but it's four to six, so minus 150 that the fight goes the distance, which is saying 60%, and, and perhaps only 60%, that we see the, um, the full 12 rounds, um, the fight not to go the distance, about uh, 11 to 10, six to five, so slight odds against. Based on everything that you've just said there, Adam, I presume you're with me in thinking this fight has a, a better than 60% chance of going the, the distance. I think, I think that's probably priced about right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that sounds about right to me, um, more or less, yeah. You're listening to The Boxing Betting Show. We're going to move swiftly on, and it's not to a fight on the undercard. Um, I am away next week, so uh, doing a bit of forward planning. Uh, I wanted to get Adam's thoughts on the big fight that's remaining in the UK. Uh, Lee Wood versus Mauricio Lara was meant to be on what was a kind of doubleheader weekend. Um, that is now off due to a Lee Wood injury, but we are left with the quite appetising prospect of Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker uh, from the Manchester Arena. Um Personally, I think this is a, a really good matchup. I think it's probably the right fight for both guys. Um, regular listeners, and frankly, my mother, my next door neighbor, my postman will know that I'm a big Joe Joyce fan. Uh, so I, I struggle sometimes to say ob objective, but I, I kind of surprised myself here when looking at the odds, or at least some of the odds, um, in thinking that it was maybe a little bit wide. Um, Joe Joyce is priced at anything between um, four to nine, so minus two to five, uh, and about eight to 15, four to seven, uh, so minus 175. The former, I think, is too far gone. The latter, kind of anything lower than minus 200, uh, or, or, or kind of the right side for betters of two to one on, is okay. Adam, some quick thoughts on the fight um, for you. Do, do you like it for both guys, and, and how do you think the stars will judge? I think it's a great fight. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's the fight Joe Joyce needs. Uh, I think Parker will give him tough rounds. Uh, Joe Joyce has some advantages, I believe, going into the fight. But I think for betters uh, in particular, I think the odds are really crucial in this matchup. It's really not about, I mean, if, if we're talking about who I would expect to win, I would think Joe Joyce wins a really, really tight decision. Yeah. You know, and um, but a very tight decision. And so um, Parker has also gotten some favorable scorecards uh, in England, even in the past. Uh, I thought the Huey Fury fight was was a, was a very fortunate scorecard he got to retain his heavyweight title back then. I thought the Dillian White fight was scored appropriately. Um, Parker is going to compete. Uh, I don't think he should be looked at as a big underdog in this fight. So I think for me, I like Joyce. I like his, his jab, his consistency. He doesn't give away rounds like Parker has. But this would be the scenario where if the odds shift way too much the other way, Parker becomes very attractive. He's a, he's a very, these, are, these are two top 10 heavyweights. I'd say it's an argument. It's pr pretty much a fact. I would have thought that this is a step up for Joyce, not for Parker. Parker's fought Joshua and Ruiz. Sure. Joyce, I, I mean, I don't know if you would say Parker is, would beat Dubois these days, but he's certainly a more seasoned heavyweight than Dubois. Um, 
those odds then, uh, so four to nine puts Joyce at 69% implied, uh, four to seven, uh, so one minus 175, 64%. Parker, uh, six to four, so plus 150, or plus 163, probably about the best price, which only gives them a 38% chance. I make this about 60-40, so I think anything less than that for Parker is, is getting to a point where it's attractive. Um, I did see a, a I say saw it. I was chatting the other day on another podcast I do, and uh, as Andy Clark that said, actually he thought that Joyce might kind of revert to the the cautious jabber approach that we saw in the Dubois fight, which is kind of very much at odds with what we've seen him recently in a very kind of careless um, approach against Takam against Christian Hammer, in which he was hammered really. Uh, excuse the pun. Would that surprise you if he, he boxed a little bit more like that in? No, I would expect him to do that. You would? I would agree, I would agree with Andy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, he has, he, I mean, he has a special jab, too. I mean, it's really good. I yeah. mean, that, that, that performance against Dubois was, was eye-opening to me because I was um, not as excited about Joe Joyce as you were on his way up. I did not tell my postman about Joe Joyce, uh, but he really impressed me, and, and I became a believer. Fantastic. Adam, we'll, um, we'll wrap it up there. Just before we do, can you give us your um, your two, I, I guess your two predictions and then your two bets if you were if you were putting any money down this weekend? What would they be? Okay. Um, I like um, I like Canelo in this fight. Uh, I like the 11 to 10 by decision. I think that's I think that's a really nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Um I also, I also, and I think you might get attractive prices on the Joyce Parker fight. Um, you might, you might have a lot of fun with going the distance. I think that fight actually goes the distance, and I think it goes twelve rounds. And I think a lot of people think there could be a stoppage. Uh, I like Joyce to win uh, really tight, but that's that would come down to like what the odds are. And I think, I think the over could be a very good play there. Uh, let me just drag that up for you. Uh, the over in that fight. In fact, the di- let's look at the distance. So that is, uh, it's odds on again. It's very similar. In fact, it's exactly the same pretty much to the Canelo fight. About four to six, four to seven. So minus 150, you're getting on that to go the distance. I think it could be a bit of a war of attrition, uh, a, a kind of a real, real tough, tough fight. And I, I think that, again, you've got two men with, we've probably got four granite chins on display this weekend, haven't you? In the, I, Sorry, I say this weekend. You've got four gen- uh, granite chins on display in these two fights. Um, so yeah, I would agree. Uh, Adam, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, as ever, for anyone who's enjoyed listening to Adam, um, check him out on Twitter at smboxing uh, or saturdaynightboxing.com for his uh, always entertaining write-ups. Adam, it's been a pleasure and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again. Sounds great. Thank you, Tom. The Boxing Betting Show.